Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky, and in 2018, I am joined by two new co-hosts, <gasps> Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. I'm Thank a new you person. so much That's for right. having me. Born again, Stewart. Yes, I um, mm. I regenerated like they do on the show about doctors. You're shorter McLeod's than you yeah. used to be. That's right, <laughs> McLeod's daughters. I was going to say McLeod's doctors. <laughs> But yes, it is great to be here with my doctory pals, Jess and Matt. Yeah, we're going to solve illnesses (laughs) (laughs) and mysteries. (laughs) If you solve an illness, do you cure it or do you just identify it? No, no, you do both. You've got tuberculosis, cracked it, move on. And they're like, can you help me? Oh, oh, no, I just... There's a different doctor for that. No, I just identified the problem. Yeah, you are solved. Move on. (laughs) We know what you're going to die from. (sighs) That's funny. I'm going to call it now. That's my best joke of the year. (laughs) Whoa. Well, as in terms of me laughing. <laughs> Wait. So... She's, she's gone early. Wait, so that was intense. I thought you were laughing at the thing you said accidentally, but you said that on purpose and then laughed at how funny it was. No, I said it like no, panicked. No. She stuffed it up, but she still claim it as her I, best joke. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love the process. It's nothing, nice to be involved. Nothing is a mistake. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all Less part than of one. The- <laughs> 
It's all part of the process. Yeah. Guys, I'm doing late night radio and um, I don't sleep much now. And um, it, this is the effect. But you talk on mic all day long. All, all day long, long, baby. So that's how it comes out so naturally. I actually had a dream fairly recently that I, because I had a bit of a sore throat when I went to sleep. And in my dream, they had to remove my throat. Oh, no. And then I realized that everything I do is talking. Like, I should actually ensure my vocal cords. Oh, my God, 10 million. We all should. Kim yeah. K, Kim K's done her butt or something, so surely we can do our vocal cords. Carly's yeah. done her butt. It was terrifying. Dave, uh, you should have your tonsils done, obviously. Obviously. Oh, they're already insured. And, Matt, you, your big balls should yeah. be insured. <laughs> well, don't worry. I've already um, got the imprint. In mm-hmm. carbonite. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anything happens. Yeah. Your loved ones still have your balls. They'll at least have, <laughs> you know, something to hold on to. Was that quite expensive to um, to get done too? Yes. Uh-huh. So they have <laughs> the imprint of your balls. But don't yeah. you also back them up in the cloud? Yeah, they're backed up. <laughs> My balls were backed up months ago. So oh. you got to back them up every morning. What? You can't just back it up and leave it. Oh. Your balls oh. change every day, man. Oh, that's true. What's happened now? What have, what's happened? I don't know how we got here. Yes. Do you want to explain what the show is? Now, uh, if you haven't heard the show before, what we do is we get given a topic suggested by a listener and we do a report on it and we take it in turns to do that. And it is Jess's week. It is my turn. And as is tradition, I have not written a question. Oh, tradition. Yeah, I'm a traditionalist. Hmm. We've always said that about me. So I'm going to riff one now. Okay, here we go. No mistakes. All right. Whew. Um, and this one was voted by, for by our Patreon. Yeah. So Jess is now, I've uh, handed her the Patreon reins for a few months. Yep. If so you are a Patreon supporter, you can vote on what you like Jess to report on. Yeah, so every time I'm going to be doing a topic, I'll put it to you and you get to decide. And I should have known that this would be chosen. Um, Mystery. Killer. Oh, both. Oh, killer. Um, okay. <laughs> I can do this. No wrong answers. Who we go. terrorized Wichita? The Wichita Grub. For more than 25 years. Wichita. The Wichita the Linesman. That's a song which could be about a killer. The line, the witch and the wardrobe. Okay, there is not a clue in Wichita. Witchy woman? I said there isn't a clue. Witchy woman. Witchy, witchy, witch. Witchy, witch? Witchy, witch. Is this some sort of, so they're terrorizing, is there some sort of killer? Perhaps. Oh, it's not like a Mothman type thing. It's not a Mothman type okay, thing. Okay, so it is, it's a, it is a killer. Okay, like um, the big ones are like John Wayne Gacy. I don't know where these people are from. John Wayne Gacy. The no. clown killer. I hadn't heard. Him? It's it's three initials, if that helps at all. Three initials. Ba, ba, ba. All the way with LBJ. Oh. <laughs> People suggest this. The BTK? Yes, correct. Killer? The I've BTK killer. People often tweet, uh, maybe Facebook message and tweet it, I think. Right. Because perhaps people have... I, th- I love it when people, this happens quite a bit, especially from American listeners, they proudly tweet in the name of a killer from their state. <laughs> yes, and that is the case. Oh, is that the case? Shauna Mallow has suggested this because um, uh, Shauna is in Kansas, where the BTK killer is from. Yes, it's, I was thinking of Kansas. Maybe it's, maybe it's just only happened once. Someone proudly Facebook messaged me saying that, yeah, it's, it's the 
They yeah. terrorise Kansas. Where I'm from. Well, there's a couple other people that have suggested as well. Sarah Clough and, and uh, Luke Zilk have also lady. emailed in. Possibly Sarah. Possibly. Yeah. So, BTK Killer. BTK. Also, oh, BTK Killer. So, the K is for someone else. Is K for Kansas? No. I actually think it is one of those ATM type things where, you know, you say ATM machine. Right. Because is the K for killer? No. Oh. Or sort of. Sort of. I will explain. Okay, no worries. We'll give it away. Let's Brian go. Brian the killer. Brian the killer. Oh, you nailed it in one. <laughs> and yet they remained at large for 25 <laughs> years because really their name was Greg. That's how they fucking get you. Get you the police were like, well, I've got DNA matched to Greg, but this person's Brian the killer, so we'll so, let him go. See you later, Greg. See you, Greg. Sorry. Sorry about <laughs> Can that. Can I drive Greg. you home? <laughs> um, what? No, because you've got bodies in the basement. Oh, Greg, you cracked me up. Greg, you are an absolute character. God, if I... If I had my way, I'd call you Brian. But you're Greg, so you're free. What? <laughs> Pardon? Have we mentioned it's hot in here? It's so and, hot. Um... It's summer. Um, okay, so on the 15th of January, 1974, Joseph Otero, his wife Julie, and their children Joseph and Josephine, not creative, were found murdered in their home on North Edgemore Street in Wichita. The story shook the community because a crime of this nature was unheard of. Joseph and Julia were found in their bedroom. Both had been bound and strangled. Joseph Jr., who was nine, was found in another bedroom, also bound and suffocated. And Josephine, who was 11, was found in the basement hanging from a water pipe. Oh, yeah, I should have warned you. This gets pretty gruesome. Oh, so. my God. Dead? Hanging dead? Oh, yep. Oh, I was picturing like me. T- <laughs> oh, no. But maybe she was the lone Swinging. survivor or something. Yeah. No, like a, like a noose. Like she was like oh, Mrs. No. Palmer Horse. I'd like to get down now. <laughs> <laughs> the Simpsons. Oh, it's not. No, unfortunately, that's... this child was dead. Oh. oh, oh, no Simpsons reference for that. No, um, police and profile speculated that the killer had spent time watching the house, taking note of the comings and goings of the family, and knowing when people would be home. Um, but they they had no. No leads. Um, three months after the Otero murders, on the 4th of April, police were called to the home of 21-year-old Catherine Bright, who lived just two miles away. Catherine and her brother Kevin had come home and were confronted by a person who'd been waiting in Catherine's closet with a gun. There was a struggle between the attacker and Kevin, who'd struggled free after being bound to a chair. Kevin was shot in the side of the head. The killer thought Kevin was dead, but in fact he was only knocked unconscious after being shot in the side of the head. Oh, How old's Kevin? He's, uh, oh, I'm not 100% sure. I think he's older than Catherine. All right, so he's not a child. No, they're, they're, but they're like early, late teens, early 20s. Is this person targeting people, siblings with similar sounding names? No. Is that the motive? No. Okay. Thank you for your suggestion. Okay, I'm just trying to crack the case. 25, I know. Apparently he's been at large for 25 years. Yeah, I know, and you're doing great. Um, keep those suggestions coming. There's no mistakes. We said that early. No mistakes. Is it too early to go with mole people? I mean, I, I, they definitely have access to that basement. It's never too early to go with mole people. Um, Matt's already gone. People. Matt's already gone quiet because he does not like the murdery ones. No, nah, I'm not a big. Oh, look. You know, it's because you remember that they're people. Yeah. Whereas I just hear like a spooky story. You know. Yeah. I forget that they're real people. I yeah, and I actually yeah. I don't, yeah. It's, um, so a lot of people have died so far. Kevin hasn't. Oh, thank God. Kevin's fine. I'll, I'll tell you more about Kevin. 
So um, Kevin came to and he could hear that his sister was being attacked. So he went to help her, but he was shot in the face. So now he's been shot in the side of the head and the face. He stumbles outside. What? (laughs) And he was found by a passerby who called for emergency services. Um, Catherine had been stabbed three times in the abdomen, but she was still alive. Um, however, she did unfortunately die later in hospital. But Kevin survived. He's like the toughest kids ever. Mm. Yeah. Kevin survived the attack. So he was shot in the side of the head and in the face and he, he lived. Um, but because of the extent of his injuries, police felt that his recollection or description of the killer might not be all that reliable because he probably didn't see all that well. Um, what with being shot in the face. Um. So this is all in um, 1974, right? So this is early 1974. In the December, the police made a few arrests in relation to the murders and the media subsequently reported about people being in custody for those uh, murders that had happened earlier in the year. And this is when the police received their first written communication from the BTK killer. So bef- just before this, had they connected the two crimes or was it two no, separate murders? two separate murders. Right, because I suppose one's suffocation, one's gun. Yeah, um, and, they, and they're not... Like it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a decent sized city. It's like a population of 500,000. So it's not huge, but it's. Right. It's not like, you know, everyone's being murdered. Yeah, exactly. So they don't, they, it's so unheard of that they're kind of going, what's going on here? But they're not really thinking at this stage that. There's know, a serial killer. Yeah. Um, so in, um, in. October of, of 74, so just before they'd made these arrests, a man called the Wichita Eagle newspaper and told them that they would find a letter in the Wichita... He was called the Wichita he called, Eagle newspaper. He called the Wichita... The, a man called the Wichita <laughs> Eagle newspaper. He phoned them. Oh. oh fucking hell. <laughs> called them on the telephone. I was going to say telephone. that is a fascinating name. <laughs> <laughs> or he's panicked when giving a fake name. Wichita Eagle newspaper. But, sir, that's the name of our newspaper. Got to go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> he's looking around. He sees a sign for Wichita. <laughs> he sees an eagle flying outside. <laughs> um, so he f- called him on the telephone, the newspaper. Okay, I think I get it now. Mm-hmm. He called them on the oh telephone. Oh, my God. Hello on the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> Hello on the telephone, it's me, Wichita Eagle newspaper. Oh, hello, Wichita, what can I do for you? <laughs> Sorry, all right, we'll, we'll let this one slide. <laughs> he told them that they would find a letter in the Wichita Public Library hidden in an engineering book. Police retrieved the letter from the book and determined it was definitely from the person who had committed the murders. Now, the letter described the Otero crime scene in great detail, and only the killer could have known all the details that were outlined in the letter. So it, like, described their house and the crime scene and how they were found and stuff like that. So Curtain, it was... Curtains were pink. It's him. It only him. him or an interior decorator would notice such a thing. <laughs> it's such a funny thing that the, you know, I guess in a lot of ways serial killers aren't normal, right? In so, in, ways, in so many man, ways, yes. But like, I would have thought most people's instinct was would be to commit a crime and then not to contact the newspaper and yeah. the and the police and make sure everyone knows who you are. Yeah. Well, in the in one of the docos that I watched, which this first half is um, 
is is mostly based on because it was really comprehensive. But there was a um like a a police uh, sorry yeah a, a profiler and she was talking about the behaviors of serial killers and she said exactly that like it's it's actually quite rare like Hollywood makes it sound like serial killers play a lot of cat and mouse with the police but that's actually incredibly rare. Most of them would sort of commit their crimes and then. Stay quiet because then they can keep committing their crimes. Whereas this is kind of um, different in that they play the game and they want the attention. Um, So he signed off the letter with what would become his trademark, which is BTK, bind, torture, kill. Aren't the bind, torture, kill killer? (laughs) Yeah. That is a horrific sign off. Yeah, it's pretty pretty creepy. I don't want to turn on this guy early, but I think he might be a bit of a fuckhead. Interesting. I will wait till I hear more evidence. Very good, David. I don't go early. He never goes never, early. He never goes early. He never goes early. Except, except, on, Riv- except on Riverdance. Yeah. That's new from the start. He went, went early, too went early. Off. And then, yeah. <laughs> and our friendship suffered for it. Hey, we've recovered. We've, Have we? We've been through therapy. Yeah. I promise you that when we tour to Dublin, we will all go to the Riverdance. I can't wait for that. I will get teary again. So will I. We're, start, we're starting to talk about doing a, a UK and Ireland tour. Mm. Anyway. Do you want that? Yes. That's why I brought it up. No, I was asking the listener. <laughs> rhetorical. Actually, it's not rhetorical. Let I'm us pretty know. sure he knew. Let us know. If you, I know. Of course Matt knew. But of let course us, Matt knew. Let us know, the listener, if you want that. Let us know, the listener. <laughs> You're calling yourself the listener? <laughs> God, this no. is confusing. Let me call you, call them on the phone. <laughs> Make a phone call on a telephone. <laughs> they dialed a number and they picked up. The p- recipient of said phone call picked up their receiver and said, hola, uh, and then they said, oh, I'm sorry, wrong number. And then they redialed the correct phone number and the recipient answered and said, Wichita Eagle newspaper, Carol speaking. Oh, Carol. Carol, it's um, oh, I'm supposed to give a fake name here. Uh, Hold on, let me call you back. I'll think of something. <laughs> I've, I've probably said too much. <laughs> <laughs> Don't trace this number. It is my actual house. I forgot that you should use a payphone. Oh fuck! Oh go. no. See ya. Bye, Carol. So he he signed off the letter, BTK, and he also threatened more killings to happen. Police recruited more officers to work on the case, but the trail went cold. And the BTK killer wasn't heard from for another three years. Three years. Which is also rare that there would be like a big gap. Um, In March of 1977, a man approached a child on the street and showed the boy a picture of a person and asked if the boy knew the person in the photo or if that person lived at this address. And the child said they didn't know the person and they went inside. Is this Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator 2? Yes. Have you seen this boy? That's exactly it, yes. Or the Wayne's World ripoff. Mm. Which is much the same. It's actually not Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's um The off the glasses. Yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Ed Harris. No. Ed Harris. It's not Ed Harris. Wrong Harris. Robert Patrick. I meant Robert Patrick, everyone. Yes, I like Terminator too. But not as much as the you other, obviously. Sorry, Robert Patrick. The other Harris, as we call him. <laughs> Robert Patrick Harris. <laughs> Anyway, um, so he said, "Have you? Do you know this boy?" And the and the child was like, "No," and away they went. <laughs> like, no, 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 lame. <laughs> 
Later, the same man appeared at the door and forced his way into the house. He locked the children in the bathroom. Is this the boy that he'd spoken to? Yep. Right. Oh, fuck. The eldest child, who was eight, helped his six-year-old brother and four-year-old sister climb out of the tiny window in the bathroom. So brave. Mad dog. Their mother, Shirley Vianne, was found by police, bound and strangled. Like at the Otero crime scene, there was semen left behind, but there was no sign of sexual activity all of the uh, at the at either of the crime scenes with any of the victims, so police soon realised that this was a sexually motivated serial killer. Wait, what? He's jacking it at the at the crime scene while they're dying. Ah, oh, right. <laughs> what about the kids? What about the eight year old? Did he get out? Yeah, the kids all got out. That's good, Matt. That is good. Kids are fine. Then, oh fucking hell! They know. Oh my god. I had a good feeling when, because the only way we would have known that the boy had spoken to him before was if he survived. Yeah. But I was hoping they all pulled through. I love when there's details like that. You always do that. You're like, how do we know that? You get so excited. It's lovely. Um, The best description the police could get from the children, though, was that he was a white man about mummy's age. Um, The children were able to tell police that he had a black bag with him and a gun, which police had suspected because they thought that he had brought his own tape and rope, etc., with him. Like he's bringing his own tools, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that was about it. Like that was the only sort of thing they could get out of the children because the eldest one is eight. Like they're little kids. Um, Such a sick escape, them getting out. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And it was a really small window apparently. Um, because of the similarities in the crimes, police were fairly confident that the suspect was the same person who had murdered the Otero family, but were thrown off by the three-year gap between murders. The police made the decision not to give credit to the BTK killer in the hopes that he would make that that would make him get in contact with them because he'd previously wanted credit for his murders. Right. So had they published that that letter earlier that they found no, in the engineering? No. Oh, right. So they didn't. They haven't published anything. So the public don't know that there's someone called the BTK. No. So the public right. obviously, like, I mean, the news is still reporting on murders happening. Right. But, but no keep one's... in mind, there was two in 1974. Three years later, there's another one. Like, it's not. It's still awful, of course, but yeah, it's no, not but like it's happening are, every day. And, and they're not connecting the dots. Exactly. So they're hoping that. <laughs> so the police are hoping that by kind of um, not giving him what he wants, that he'll reach out to them. Uh, so in December of that year, 1977, a man called the police dispatch and told them that... A man called the police dispatch? <laughs> Jess, have you made up most of these names? <laughs> Hello, I am the police dispatch. Hello, police dispatch. Table for two. <laughs> All right, uh, police dispatch, what time do you reckon you'll need that table? 8pm. <laughs> well, that's going to be difficult. We usually have two sessions, one at 7 and one at 9.30. 9.30 would be great. Thank right, you. Police dispatch, can I have a triple, uh, number for that? No. 911. <laughs> All right. You sure I can get you there? Okay. All right. See you at 9.30. A man made a phone call to the police dispatch. He picked up his phone. He dialed 911. Somebody picked up the phone and said, police dispatch. <laughs> he said, how do you know my name? <laughs> <laughs> this is getting weird. <laughs> this is spooky. <laughs> so he called and he told them that you will find a homicide at 843 South Pershing, Nancy Fox. That's all he said. What the caller didn't know was that the dispatch had just introduced a new system, caller ID. 
Um, oh, no, he's used his bloody home phone number. The dispatcher knew exactly where the call was coming from and police officers were there, police officers were there within two minutes. Um, the call had come from a payphone at a gas station and when police got there, there was no one there. Um, police officers were also sent to the address, um, so 843 South Pershing. Apparently they weren't told why they were being sent there. They were just sort of, there's been a, um, you know, a call, just go check it out. Um, so they walked around the perimeter of the property and noticed that a window at the back of the house was broken and a telephone line was cut. And the officers knew that given recent events that they were going to find a body if they entered that house. So they didn't go inside. They didn't go in. They just... Uh, I don't want to see a body today. body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that woman is both dead and alive, and I'd prefer alive. <laughs> All right, see ya. Um, so Nancy Fox, who was a 25-year-old part-time secretary, was found inside the house, and she was face down on the bed again, bound, and, and she had been strangled. So the police turned their attention to the phone call because, again, there's like there's DNA evidence, but there's there's no matches. They can't find anything. And keeping in mind, it's the 70s, so it's not quite mm. as up-to-date as, as we probably are now, obviously. So they turned their attention to the phone call. Um, they had a witness who pulled up to use the payphone, and obviously it was occupied, so they went into the gas station to get change, came out, and um, the, the person was gone and the phone was just hanging um, from the – what's it called? <laughs> The receiver. Oh, yeah. It's always left hanging in movies and things. Yeah. It was, they arrived then. It's just sort of swinging in the wind. Very dramatically left hanging. That's right. So the, I guess they're just taking off the thing so no one can call in or something? Or is it it's just suppose, from a struggle? Or I think it's usually like, be there at six. Or they right. just drop, drop it and leave. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's what happens in the movies. I don't know if this guy did that. So once again, though, the description was white male, 5'8 or 5'9, light hair. Mummy's age. It was a very broad and very vague description, so nothing all that useful. So the BTK killer had now taken the lives of seven victims and the police were still struggling for a solid lead. I mean, there are all sort of different types of people, like a, like a mum, like this is a 25-year-old. Yeah. Like, I don't know if she's single, but, you know, on her own. The first one was a whole family. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's quite a There's no sort of pattern and that's something that keeps coming up for them. Um, there was a cool quote from the chief of police at the time was like, the only thing that was consistent was that he was inconsistent. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's beautiful. He's like, I wrote that. <laughs> I wrote that. My wife thought that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I practiced that in front of the mirror. She said, chief, which he calls me, which I like, <laughs> you, you're going to nail this press conference. And I have until I started talking about this moment. <laughs> Any questions about the killer? <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. i got to get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving been, them for my wedding. That has been stressing. <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> 
that is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. They, the police still hadn't made public knowledge that there was a serial killer in the community. They still hadn't really released that. The following year in January of 1978, so probably only um, a month or so later, the BTK killer sent a postcard to the Wichita Eagle newspaper. It, it had... Why is it? Why is he involved? Why are you sending what? him a... Why are you sending him Because they're friends. <laughs> right. A postcard. Wish you were here. It had a poem called Shirley Locks and it was signed BTK. It made references to Shirley Vianne and also mentioned Nancy Fox. And the letter, the, this is interesting, the letter never made it to the newsroom as it was sent to the wrong department. They incorrectly thought it was like a Valentine's Day letter or something. So it never they published it on Valentine's Day and the love letters with those little love heart pictures. Oh, oh fucking so... hell. Oh, no. <laughs> I sent it to the Valentine's department. Oh, was that wrong? Um, just under two weeks later, BTK sent another letter, this time to Cake TV, K-A-K-E TV. That sounds like a community station. It was like, no, it's probably, it's one of the biggest stations in the, in the city, um, because the Wichita Eagle hadn't published his first letter, the second letter started with a question, how many people do I have to kill before I get some publicity? <laughs> Creepy. That's the question you should have started this episode with. Fuck, you're right. Damn it! I'm not good at this. I would have said none, Jess. Just, yeah. make Just a, do a post or yeah. talk to a... Get a call, call the Eagle newspaper. Yeah. He'll know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Just give him your press release. Fuck. <laughs> In the letter, he admitted to all of the murders and left detailed drawings and information about the crimes. Um, the chief of police, who I sort of mentioned before, Richard Lemunyan. I love this chief. Yeah, he's awesome. He appeared on um, TV10 News to discuss the crimes and alert the community to the fact that there was a serial killer and that the police did not have a solid lead. You better believe he used his line. The only thing that's consistent is his inconsistent. Yeah, Chief, you said that That's four not times. helpful, Chief. You said that four times in a three-minute interview. He later admits that the press conference was orchestrated to firstly warn the public but also to encourage the killer to communicate with them in writing rather than sending them more bodies. So, like, we acknowledge you now. Just write to us. Don't kill more people, please. This is not how normal people talk. Yeah. Let's use our words, not our bodies. Oh, well, actually. Body language. Yeah, sometimes. Chief, you've done it again. (laughs) (laughs) The announcement caused panic in the community and police were dispatched to homes because people didn't feel safe. So the police encouraged people to call them to come out and do house checks if they, you know, if they got home and something didn't seem quite right. (laughs) Encouraged them to call them if they needed someone to do housework. (laughs) Just come check, you know, I'll vacuum. Um, So they'd check the premises. Of course, they'd check the closets, guns drawn. Um, in order for people to feel safe in their home. So right. it's really it's causing quite a stir. It's basically like a mum or a dad going into a, a little yeah. kid's bedroom. I'll check in there. Look, no monster in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah gun drawn. It's exactly like, that. Like a mum or a dad in America. <laughs> mum <would> do. <laughs> yeah. Always get your See, no person. monster in there. No <laughs> monster under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Timmy. If there's a monster, he's got three bullets in his skull. Okay, night-night. <laughs> mum, the monster's bleeding. <laughs> Shut up, Tim. 
That's just, oh, the dog was under there. Yeah. <laughs> the dog was the monster all along. <laughs> the monster was within us all along. <laughs> so again, BTK disappeared and he wasn't heard from for another year until April of 1979. Um, so on a on a particular night of the week, let's say let's say Wednesday. I'm not sure exactly what night of the week. I could look up what day. I'm going to look up what day of the week that was. I'm guessing a Friday. I've got a Friday night feeling about this Friday too. Night. Okay, I want to say I was going to say Wednesday. Do yeah, you feel that? Also, his name is Robert Patrick. Saturday. <gasps> Saturday. 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 Normally on a Saturday night, Anna Williams, who was um, uh, a woman in her sixties, um, she was always out at some sort of event, let's say a, a class or a, a social thing. Um, Dave, fill in a bit of colour there. Yeah. What do you reckon Anna would be doing? Uh, ballet in the 60s. Okay, yep. 60s She's ballet. She's doing seniors I'm ballet. Gonna, I'm going to say seniors underwater ballet. Underwater ballet. On a Saturday night. Yeah, and pottery class. Oh, all in one? Yeah. God, she's busy. What month of the year is this? This is in April. Oh, okay. That could be could be warm enough, maybe. Oh, outdoor pool, you think? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Saturday night. That's, okay. That's party time. It's a recipe for pneumonia. <laughs> Do you picture the pottery wheels floating on floating devices or on the side of the pool so they do their ballet then they come potter? No, I was imagining they would sort of do some potting and then change into their togs in the oh, pool. Perfect. One and then the other, not yep. at the same time. Backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe two groups, they like sort of like tag each other oh, out. Oh, yeah, that works Just, too. Because the pool's not that big. Yeah, you're That's right. True. It's community. And yeah. then they can use the the water from the pool to wet the clay. Yeah. Yes. And also wash the clay off their hands mm. in the pool. It gets very clay. <laughs> yeah, it's a very brown pool. <laughs> Ballet gets harder and harder. But, <laughs> but they really build up their uh, their muscles. Mm. Mm. Resistance training. Perfect. Yeah, which is what I assume she was doing on a Saturday night when something Thank normal happened. Well, she would normally be home at the same time. But on this particular night, the 28th of April, she didn't come home and instead she decided to stay with her daughter. When she returned home the next day, her house had been broken into and the telephone line had been cut. She thought it was just a sort of a standard robbery. Obviously she was a bit, like, creeped out by it, but she was like, okay, well, I've been robbed. Lucky I wasn't here. Several months later, though, a letter was sent um, that had some of Anna's personal items in it and some very graphic drawings now, the, it, like in all the interviews on the documentary, they wouldn't explain what the drawings were, but for like grown men to be like, oh, it probably wasn't good. Um, uh, the letter asked Anna why she hadn't come home. And, oh, so it was sent to her. Yeah, and it implied that she would have been victim number eight. She was Months later she got that. A couple of months later. So she was really disturbed by the event. Like all the, um, the police were saying that like it, it upset her and, like, obviously made her feel really uncomfortable and unsafe, but, like, all women in the community were mm. feeling really unsafe by that point. Anna was so deeply disturbed by it all that she, um, she actually moved into state for fear that the BTK killer would return for her. So she left her home. I reckon I'd do the same. Absolutely. Terrifying. Yeah, and I'm into that. And, again, with no pattern and no link between the victims, police were completely stumped. So we've gone from a family to a single mum to uh, just a single woman, to a woman in her 60s. Right. Doesn't make... You'd always be looking over your shoulder, though, even if you moved interstate. Like, if this person's that deranged and they want you... Yeah, why? 
But you don't know if they want you specifically or you just happen no, to be the target that time? I just wouldn't. No, exactly. You wouldn't know. So, of course, you would think that. Um, Is Kansas a nice place, Dave? Oh, I've never heard anything bad about it. That's where Toto and that's from, right? Correct. And also the Chiefs, in maybe in football. Kansas City Chiefs. I keep forgetting. Every time I ask that, generally. And every well, you time... look at us like we should know. Yeah, that's dumb on your part. Is the capital honest. Topeka? Is that the capital? That's all I know. Isn't that the like girlfriend Ken... from Boy Meets World? Ah, I think it is. Topanga. Damn it. Oh, it is Topeka. It's the capital. And uh, the, the band Kansas had a hit song with Dust in the Wind, which was uh, sung at Blue's funeral in old school. You're my boy, Blue. Great tune. Also, they they play at the end of uh, Anchorman when the credits roll. Who is Blue? Blue's the old fella in old school. Oh, sorry. I thought that was a person. Yeah, my boy Blue. Yeah, he is a person. You Can I go on? Please do. <laughs> the police then released the Nancy Fox phone call in the hope that someone would recognise the voice, but no one came forward. Um, oh, the one saying there's been a murder, yeah. blah, blah. In the early 80s, a task, force was, a task force was put together to work full-time on the BTK killer case. There were eight police officers dedicated to the task, and the task force was called Ghostbusters. No. Yes. Are you shitting me? I'm not shitting Is you. Is this before the movie Ghostbusters? Possibly. I think it must be, right? Early what? 80s? Oh, maybe that's, it must be a crossover. It was like 84, I think, this started. Uh, maybe they were inspired by the movie. Possibly, probably, yeah. 1984 film. Yeah, there you go. So it was around the same time, so they call themselves Ghostbusters. <laughs> it's like naming yourself after a comedy now. Groundhog Day. <laughs> That's it. Did you think of Bill Murray? Yeah, uh, Caddyshack. Okay. What about A Bob? very Murray Christmas. <laughs> the Darjeeling Limited. <laughs> the Royals. No, the Royal Tenenbaums. All right, fun game. <laughs> Apparently, their attention turned to the letters that had been sent, which were typed on a typewriter. However, the letters were actually photocopies of the originals, and the copier takes a larger image than the original, so therefore they couldn't narrow down the, the make of the typewriter. Oh, that's genius. But with the help of Xerox, they were able to figure out the make of the copier machine and even the roll length of paper, which meant they could narrow it down to a copier in the library of Wichita State University. Wow. The one copy. There was one in Wichita State University and then one at the um, library, which is where the and the letter was first um, That's good police stashed work. in the engineering. I, I was thinking about that with the letter. Obviously no security cameras there Yeah. at a public library. I wonder if that would be the case now, if, if they would be able to figure something out with that. I think, yeah. I think they could probably – if this had happened today, I think they would have been a lot more – ways for them to find him a lot quicker. Um, but the So even with the help of Xerox, it wasn't that helpful because the library is obviously quite public and anyone could have accessed it, so it didn't narrow it down. They, th- they were thinking maybe is he a student? I don't know. Um, after two years and no success, the Ghostbusters task force was shut down, and that was in 1986. About a month later, though, there was another murder, and this time it was a woman called Vicky Wedgerl. Wedgerl? Wedgerl. And the Ghostbusters met and discussed the murder, but they concluded it was not the BTK killer. They were like, not related. It was too consistent with the other murders to be BTK. Yeah. Now let's jump forward <laughs> to March of 2004. What? 
What happened in the intervening time? So that's, what, 18 years forward? Yep. The Wichita Eagle received another letter. The letter contained three photographs, one of which was a photocopy of Vicky Wajel's driver's licence, which had gone missing after her murder. The letter had the return address, Bill Thomas Kilman, BTK. So that was in- also Kilman. He's like, maybe they won't get it unless I put the word kill in. Yeah. <laughs> Could have gone for like Kirkwood. Yeah. Um, Cronenberg's, Cronenberg's disease. Cronenberg's disease, etc. Other names ending with K. Killin. Kill- no, <laughs> that's similar to Kilman. Killer. 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 There we go. <laughs> the killers. Killbot 3000. <laughs> Um, so that was March 2004. In December... So in this intervening time, there'd been no letters or murders? No. Nah, hadn't heard anything for 18 years. Wow. In December, Wichita police received another package from the BTK killer. This time, the package was found in Wichita Mur- Wichita's Murdoch Park. It had the driver's license of Nancy Fox, which was noted as stolen from the crime scene, as well as a doll that was symbolically bound at the hands and feet and had a plastic bag tied over its head. Fuck. In January of 2005, a cereal box was attempted to be left in the bed of the pickup of a pickup truck at Home Depot in Wichita, but the box was discarded by the truck's owner. It was only later retrieved from the trash after the BTK killer asked what had become of it in a later message. So they're like, I, I left a cereal box. Why didn't you do anything with it? And they're like, we never got that. In the back of someone's... In the back of someone's truck. So weird. Like, how would you think it was going to get found? Serial killer, serial box, Dave. Do the fucking maths, mate. That's good. That is good. I'm sorry. I don't move as fast as you. You know that, so don't make fun. Just be happy you're good, all right? Sorry, Dave. (laughs) Here we start to get a bit more, like, technology, because obviously we've gone from the early 80s to 2005. So surveillance tape of the parking lot from that date revealed a distant figure driving a black Jeep Cherokee leaving the box in the pickup. In February, more postcards were sent to Cake TV and another cereal box left at a rural location was found to contain another bound doll, apparently meant to symbolise the murder of 11-year-old Josephine Otero. In his letters to police, BTK asked if if his writings, if put on a floppy disk, could be traced or not. The police answered his question in a newspaper ad posted in the Wichita Eagle saying it would be safe to use a floppy disk. On February 16, 2005, he sent a purple 1.44 megabyte um, floppy disk to Fox TV um, and police found metadata embedded in a deleted Microsoft Word document that was, unbeknownst to BTK, on the floppy disk. Ha! Holy crap, they're going to get him because of a floppy disk. The metadata contained Christ Lutheran Church and the document was marked as last modified by Dennis. An internet search determined that a Dennis Rader was president of the church council. So a little bit of background on Dennis Rader. He was born in Pittsburgh, but he grew up in Wichita. Uh, he spent four years... Is this a years... red herring, Dave? Do you think he left that metadata on there on purpose? Yeah, because he's just played it dumb by asking, yeah. oh, if, I leave, oh, I... if I left some metadata of my friend Dennis on there, would you think it was him? <laughs> the answer in the newspaper, absolutely not. No, we wouldn't. No, for sure. Um, Dennis spent four years on um, at the Air Force and then worked in the meat department of an IGA supermarket. He married Paula Dietz on the 22nd of May 1971 and they had two children. 
He attended Butler County Community College in El Dorado, earning an associate degree in electronics in 73, and he enrolled in Wichita State University and graduated in 1979 with a bachelor's in administration of justice. Is that the uni where the photocopier was? Mm-hmm. And I was about the similar time. But he started killing when he had a child, which is fucking fucked. He was a member of the Christ Lutheran Church and had been elected president of the church council. He was also a Cub Scout leader. He, was a, um, he worked as a dog catcher in the community. From- Several of the dogs were murdered, but no one noticed. From the Home Depot incident, the police also knew that the BTK owned a black Jeep Cherokee, which I mentioned before. What? So when investigators drove past Raider's house, they noticed a black Jeep Cherokee parked outside. That's our scumbag. The police had strong circumstantial evidence against Raider, but they needed more direct evidence to detain him. They obtained a warrant to test the DNA of a pap smear Raider's daughter had taken at Kansas State University Medical Clinic when she was a student. The DNA of the pap smear was processed by um, the Kansas Bureau of Investigation um, and demonstrated a familiar match to the DNA on the sample taken from um, uh, one of the victims. So this indicated that the killer was closely related to Raider's daughter and this was evidence enough for for the police to make an arrest. I thought this was a mystery episode. Oh, shit! (laughs) So the doco that I watched was made before 2005 or it was made... Like, it finishes up with them making an arrest, but they're like, oh, they've, they've made an arrest. But they, it was all what? pre that. Oh, cool. We'll link oh, to that. Oh, fuck. That's awesome. Hey, didn't you do the maths when she said mystery for 25 years, 1971? That's longer than 25 years ago. No. Nah. That's awesome. <laughs> that was. And we I just said wa- mystery. I didn't hear 25 years. I, did I? That awesome. I never actually said the word mystery either. Let's go back to the tape. Let's restart this. You did. That's so funny. Yeah, that's so funny. I think that maybe he says like eluded police for 25 years or something. But anyway. Who terrorized Wichita for 25 years. Oh, I just assumed that he was caught. But yeah, maybe he could have just died. Uh, We will link to that documentary too in this episode. But how crazy is that? That firstly it was metadata and a floppy disk. Also, remember floppy disks? Yeah, they're the hard ones, right? And the floppy ones are hard disks. The big weird, weird big ones with the holes in the middle that you guys probably don't remember. No. Yeah, it's too big. The real also, skinny ones. Who was yeah. using those in 2005? 2005. Dennis, you fuckhead. Mate, CD-ROM. Oh, we might have been still at school then. CD-R. When you're in year nine. Yeah. Using a floppy disk. I reckon. We definitely didn't use seven and eight. I don't rem- I don't think floppy disks were used. They're like the, the square ones. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Uh, anyway. It was all CDs by that stage, surely. No. Well, we had floppy disks to like, save stuff on at school, though. Yeah, right. Time's weird, isn't it? So weird. Anyway. Did you grow up in the affluent east or not? Oh, my God. It doesn't sound like yeah, it. Yeah, I had floppy disks. I had all sorts of different colours, one for each class. Shut up. But and then how cool is it that they, like, used DNA from his daughter? I think that's pretty cool. Oh, they that's fucking cool. got him. I feel a bit violated as her, but anyway. Well, I mean, she had a pap smear. That's violation enough. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't relate. Anyway, um... So, Raider was arrested while driving near his home in Park City shortly after noon on February 25th, 2005. An officer asked, Mr. Raider, do you know why you're going downtown? And Raider replied, oh, I have suspicions why. <laughs> Wichita Police, um, as well as uh, other organisations like the Kansas Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, um, they searched his home and vehicle. They seized evidence including computer equipment, a pair of black pantyhose retrieved from a shed, um, and a cylindrical container. 
the church he attended. Pringles can. <laughs> um, his church, his office at City Hall and the main branch of the Park City Library were also searched. And at a press conference the next morning, which um, police chief Norman Williams announced, the bottom line is BTK is arrested. Wow. It's really cool. Is that the same the, chief? No, a different chief because um, quite a few years later. Um, but the chief says that and everybody just applauds. Like it's a huge relief in the in the city. Really cool. People are going to – so he led a church. He was president of like the church committee. And he had an office at City Hall. Yeah, because he, he worked as a dog catcher and a compliance officer there. So on February – this is um, like finishing up. On February 28, 2005, Raider was charged with 10 counts of first-degree murder. At Raider's August 18 sentencing, victims' families made statements, after which Raider apologised in a rambling 30-minute monologue that the prosecutor likened to an Academy Award acceptance speech. Whoa. Like he was just sort of rambling and it's weird because you should see. Have, should have played him off. There's footage of him speaking and he's like, I mean, he's quite eloquent and um, you probably wouldn't really know just talking to him what he's capable of. Yeah, I guess if he's been elected the president of the church, he's probably trustworthy. Did 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 he explain? Yeah, he talks, well, yeah, he talks a little bit about it, but he also talks about. Um, like there's not a heap of, I haven't seen a heap of him speaking. I haven't seen this acceptance speech type monologue, but when he's talking, he talks about serial killers, like as if he's read up on them. It's really interesting just cause you're like, no, that's you. Like you're talking right. about you there. Um, but he's very matter of fact and he's very, um, like he's just answering all the questions. It's almost like he, he was kind of like, all right, you got me really strange. Cause he, like, it was like he wanted to, like, why was he? Know, he kept like, reaching out like he sort of wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah, like over a decade had gone past and people, had, the case had gone cold. He could have stayed underground. Yeah. And what's interesting too is like as soon as he was arrested, his wife was um, given like an immediate divorce. Like none of the paperwork, just nut nah, you're divorced from him. Really? Yeah. Which is ha- strange. Has she spoken about it? Not, I that I, not that I was aware of. He's got two how kids would, too. How would you... Imagine if that was your dad. Yeah, and that was happening when you're all living together. So yeah. you're going, oh, so he just that night he went out. Oh, fucking. Hell. Yeah. Oof. Um, he was sentenced to ten consecutive life sentences, with a minimum of 175 years. Okay. Kansas has no death penalty at the at the time um, of the murders, and on the 19th of August he was moved to the El Dorado Correctional Facility. According to witnesses, he talked about uh, innocuous topics such as the weather during the 40-minute drive to El Dorado, but began to cry when the victim's family statements from the court proceedings came on the radio. So maybe he has some sort of remorse. I don't know. Um, he is still currently in prison, um, uh, according to um, what I could what I could find. He's now in solitary confinement for his protection because I don't think serial killers would be too popular in prison. And he gets one hour of exercise a day and showers three times a week. And that is his life for the rest of his uh, his existence. Right. And how old is he vaguely now? Um, Good question. He is 72. Wow. Okay. So he was sort of. He was born in 45. So the first time he was like in his 30s maybe, right, late was, 20s, early 30s. And they didn't get him until he was in his what, early 60s. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is absolutely crazy. Yeah, what a story, huh? So that is my report on the BTK killer. Good stuff, JP.
stuff, JP. I had you hanging there like it was a mystery. I thought it was a mystery. And I knew the whole time who it was, but I didn't I didn't say it. Well, you could have stopped a lot of people dying. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the whole time, I fuckos. The, I knew from the first day. Yeah. He told me. <laughs> I said, shut up, Dad. <laughs> Just yes. to clarify, um, your BTK killer is not my father, John Perkins. Dennis. He is a normal human being Fuck. who's never been to Wichita. And his name was Dennis. Dennis. I mean, have a look at him. Like he, oh, he looks a bit like a serial killer. Yeah. Like you can see it. Totally, but like a lot of like sort of I middle-aged think, dads do. Yeah. If, you, if, you look at, if you put a serial killer lens on a lot of dads, you're like, oh, yeah, and I think, that man would kill. Well, and it's I like, any, I'm just a dad. Any mugshot makes you look like a serial killer in a way, doesn't it? Yeah, well, anything that's sort of like, um, I don't know, it's, if, you're, if you're balding, you're more likely to kill. Sure. Is that I, a thing? I, no. <laughs> just, you know, you look like one. So, yeah, there we go. Well, thank you so much for everyone, all the sickos that requested that topic. <laughs> I'm sorry if I missed anyone. There might have been people who have made suggestions more recently that either in the new hat or we haven't seen yet. Sorry, but um, there you go. That's the report. It was, that was fascinating. Thank you so much, Matt. That means a lot to me. <laughs> no, I, I did enjoy that. I will not kill you. Should we thank some Patreon people and give them serial killer names? Oh, wow. Okay. No? Too far? Matt doesn't want to. Never mind. Um, well, I meant, yeah, right, something like BTK. Mm. Um, no, let's give them nice three-letter, what do you call those things, initialism names. Okay. Is that an initialism? That's yeah. an initialism. Let's give them initialisms. <laughs> it's hard to say. All right, well, um, shall I kick? Please. Yes, we, we'd just like to thank people through uh, that support the show through Patreon, patreon.com slash pod. Uh, you get stuff in exchange for supporting the pod, including a bonus episode once a month. And soon we are nearly at our monthly goal or our overall goal, which means we'll do two bonus episodes a month for our Patreons. And we also like to thank people. So Matt is going to kick us off now. I'd love to thank from Maryland uh, in the United States, I believe, Mr. Aaron Fraser. Fraser. Aaron Fraser. Fraser. Oh. A phrase. All right. If he's the AFM, what does that stand for? Always friendly man. Yeah, oh, that's, that's good. <laughs> nice Frazier. That's our Aaron. He's the best of the best. I'd also love to thank from Yaguna in New South Wales, Australia. Yaguna. Yaguna. Tanya Miles, frequent uh, communicator on the social media. I seem to remember writing Tanya's Christmas card. Lucky Tanya. You got the worst handwriting out of all of us. Yeah, sorry, Tanya. Tanya, can you read it? (laughs) So, T, is that what we're doing? We're doing TMY now? TMY. What do you got there, Bob? The most. This is my year. (laughs) The magic year. The magic year. The magic year. Wow. (laughs) So, Tanya's year this year. Welcome, Tanya, to your magic year. Mm. Dave, would you like to thank some listeners? I would like to thank. From Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma when the wind comes sweeping down the plane. And I hope I don't mispronounce this name because I do that a lot on the show. But um, from Oklahoma, Donk 2015. Donk. Thank you, D-O-N-K, Donk 2015. So this one's hard because then it's like D-2-O. Down to 
DT. Oh, yeah, okay. Down to... What's the third bit? Uh, <laughs> I can only think of one. Oh, I don't think you have ostracize. Not right. Down to oral. Down to oral. No. DT. It's a dentist. It's like the, he's not DTF. He's DTO. Is that what you're yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Donk. You're DTO. Donk is great here in Australia. Where is he from? Oklahoma. So US. All right, Donk here. I don't know. Probably means the same. That means the engine in a car. I've never heard Why that. I don't know that. The donk. Yeah, donk. Nice so, donk. Show us your donk. No, that's not what it is. But you've been lied to. No, that's, that's no, true. No, that's not a thing. Matt's made that up. I can see his face. You've nah. made a good one. You've made nah, it up. No, nah, no. Nah. You bloody got me, Matt. That's Stop a muscle, my big muscle us. car engine. Stop it. Check out the donk on you that one. You don't have a muscle car. Check out my donk. <laughs> All right, I've got one more person to, to thank. Uh, this person, address unknown. Okay. Ooh. Didn't All feel right. like they're... So they, you. They didn't... Uh, Trust us with their address is what I'm gathering. Uh, all the way from who knows where, but we thank her for her support, Abigail Hansen. Abigail Hansen. Great name. It's good, isn't it? I'm picturing a yodeler. Mm. Is that, would that be fair? Can you give us a yodel again? Yodel. <laughs> oh, it's so much better than you'd expect, isn't it? It is, actually. So you're saying A-H-U, you want to be unknown? Yeah. A-H-U. Well, the A is clear. It's got to be adult. Adult hair. Adult hair. <laughs> Unknown. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, okay. We don't know her hair colour? Adult. A happy unicorn. Happy unicorn. That That's is nice. fucking adorable. Um, okay. Well, I that... mean, mine was way worse. A, hu- a huge underbite. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to. <laughs> that's, uh, that's you in dog form, I think. No, that's overbite, isn't it? Stephen. Stephen. Isn't that right, Stephen? It is not right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> All right, Jess, you got, you got a couple here. Yeah, I got them. Okay, so um, I would like to thank from Mount Waverley, which oh. is where I grew up and will be living again soon. <laughs> Ooh, oh, neighbours. Magic. Stephen Edmonds. Stephen Edmonds. So S-E-M? S-E-M. Still eating... Mash. Mangoes. Mangoes, which is a great summary yeah. fruit. Delicious. Still, after all these years. <laughs> Still eating mangoes. Classic Stephen. Oh, good for you, Steve. mangoes. Everything's coming up, mangoes. And I would also like to thank from Hull. Hull, the part of the ship that is very important. Don't they call that a donk? <laughs> <laughs> the donk's under the hull. Oh, sorry, Just everything's sorry. a donk to us now. <laughs> um, I'd like to thank Coffee Smiles. Coffee Smiles. This guy's another... Coffee? Kofi. Kofi. I say Kofi, but... I would have said Kofi, but I've never heard it said. Kofi. He is the official face of Hull 2017. 2017. So (gasps) not anymore. Kofi, I'm so sorry. He's a great tweeter. We appreciate you a lot. KSH. And I don't know, is his last name really smiles? Because I've seen your profile picture and you've got a great smile, my friend. No, I don't think it is. I think that's his... All right. He's just a great smiler. Yeah. Okay. He's the smile maker. Oh, that's his Twitter thing, isn't it? Keep smiling... Happy. Yes. yes. Oh, Kofi. Coffee. Keep smiling, comma, happy. happy. <laughs> Happiness. Can you think of a stop. better one? Keep smiling. Hull. <laughs> yes, keep smiling, Hull. <laughs> Thank God. We were... Wait, I used the H from Hull for Hull. <laughs> and we've used <laughs> that feels like smiling a from smiles. <laughs> we've changed one We've really ripped you off there, Kofi. Hopefully Sorry, that's Kofi. okay. Let us know if that's not good enough. Um. 
But from my understanding of you as a person, everything is good I think enough. That'll be fine. You are too positive and uh, always very friendly. Kick small hippos. No, Jay. No, don't kick. Kick kiss. Flip. Kiss, kiss kiss small hippos. Damn it, I'm an idiot. I'm You're so sorry. You're going too negative. Kiss small hippos. That's nice. That's well, cute. I'm, I'm thinking if the BT what BTA could have been something nice. Behind the killer. <laughs> Being the killer. killer. No. Oh, no. Um, blonde. The, the killer. killer. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's silly. Beautiful. The right. killer. Yeah, that's oh. good. Oh no, fuck, still a killer. But beautiful. Beautiful. Which beautiful the... this killer. Yeah, that guy. Nah, he big... doesn't deserve a happy one. That guy. Oh, I was gonna say big tasty kisses. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> Oh, are they tasty? Oh, they're big. Yuck. I don't want big or tasty kisses. Thanks to everyone that supports our show through Patreon. You do make a big difference to our lives. I mean, we can spend more time watching docos on serial killers. Thank you for that. Thank you. What what a strange career turn you've taken. Yeah. My parents are very proud. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, we do appreciate that. So patreon.com slash do go on pod. And if you want to suggest a killer... Or any topic that happened in your hometown or anywhere <laughs> in the world. Uh, we now have a form that you can fill out. We should start linking it in every episode. That'd be good. Yes. We'll link it in the description of this. Or otherwise, we have it on our Twitter. You'll see it there. And, uh, yeah, you get to uh, tell us why you think we should do the topic and maybe give us a link to something that maybe made you interested in the first place. Mm. That, this was uh, satisfying. I couldn't <laughs> handle another... Another mystery. Like, the man might be still out there. Yeah, yeah, I don't like those. Do you reckon that lady moved back to the state 20 years later? Nah. She was pretty old. Oh, yeah. She hope, was 60 she, in the she lived out a 70s. Great, I hope she lived out a great life. Yeah. Yeah. That fucking... Oh, nah. Yeah, big, big tasty kisses. Anyway. Anyway, uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. There is something I just... Because something... That I kind of thought maybe is what he was thinking about. Like that kind of wild serial killer. It's like a banana logic. I th- <laughs> don't you think it's like it doesn't fully make sense. It's like <laughs> it's like his head's bananas. It's banana logic. Don't you think? Banana the killer? Banana the killer. That uh, makes sense. He is bananas. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, he's bananas. <laughs> Alright guys, thank you so much But until next week, I'll say thank you and goodbye Later Bye <laughs> She's dead now <laughs> This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network Visit planetvcasting.com For more podcasts from our great mates I mean, if you want. It's up to you. I've hit record, Matt. I could be in bed by 10. It's exciting. Hi, future Jess. Love you. You're probably in Sydney. Hey, you Ooh. should put this at the at the end. Okay. This will be a fun little bonus bit at the end for everyone. Can I say a swear? Yeah, go on. Dog balls. <laughs> oh, I fucked up my chance. <laughs> you fucked it. You could have said any swear. You could have said any swear. Jess gave you permission. And you said dog balls. I didn't want to go hard. Actually, you're the one who meant, said that we weren't allowed to swear anymore. Yeah. You fucking. <laughs> <laughs>
I never said that. You dog ball. <laughs> <laughs>